Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. a little bit early for next week's episode, which we're actually releasing this week, because we're here to preview the NBA playoffs, and the playoffs are starting on Saturday. We could not have this as our episode on Monday because we didn't know whether the final spot would be going to the Denver Nuggets or the Minnesota Timberwolves. Akiva, did you watch the game last night? I didn't. People said the quality of play was really, really low. That's no, not that's not accurate. Are you referring to like one article on Deadspin? By somebody who doesn't no, know everyone was basketball. saying the fourth quarter was, was really trash. No, it was not trash. There was like a couple missed shots in the last two minutes. The fourth quarter was fine. It was a great game. Uh, the Timberwolves could not get a rebound to save their lives the whole game. So that was annoying. But mm-hmm. um, it, I was watching with a group of people, who uh, none of whom seemed to have watched a basketball game in the last like six years. So that was interesting. But, um, or maybe I just like I'm too much of a basketball nerd. That's also possible. But uh, in that vein, we've brought another basketball nerd on to discuss because you you openly don't care about the playoffs until the finals as a Spurs fan, and the Spurs aren't going to be there, so you're probably not even going to watch much of the playoffs this year. So we brought someone who will. Uh, our guest is Jared Jerome. He, for those who don't know him, he is a uh, frequent call in on uh, WFAN. Jared, welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> Wait a minute, guys. Uh, I thought this was a baseball pet podcast. Aren't the Mets ten and one? Can we go? Can we just switch switch uh, things and go to that straight up? <laughs> I had no. I did not prepare for the NBA. My team has. My team right. stinks. I'm ready to talk baseball. Let's go. Ten and one Mets. Who's your team? Byron Buxton. Who's your team? The Knicks. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Can you hear my voice? <laughs> Which course. team do you think As I? As if anybody with that accent could root for anybody else. I think you could be a Nets fan, Jerry. Nah, there's no Nets yeah. fans. I, I think we like to see that Jared. Um, he makes us sound like we're both like the waspiest guys on earth. Jared sounds like he just woke up from like an 1884 shtetl in Poland. No, uh, he has a New York accent. But actually, if you like, see what pictures of him... Wait, what are you talking about? He doesn't have a Yiddish accent or a European accent. He has a New York accent. <laughs> no, no, it's it's pretty, it's pretty like, yiddish It's, it's <laughs> like if the Yiddish Akiva's, people spoke. Akiva's <laughs> problem, as was exposed repeatedly on, on the uh, Jewish Foods podcast, is Akiva's so far in the Jewish world, he's not even aware of what things are Jewish this and what things are This is really Jewish. getting ridiculous. I mean, I agree with you guys. Yeah. Jar- Jared's... It's, Jar- Jared's actually a good-looking guy. Like he's a normal-looking guy. Doesn't look at all like you'd think. You'd think he would be like 350 pounds, very pasty. He's actually that's like, anti-Semitic. Uh, at, How like, is that he's, not? He's not pasty, and he's not 350 pounds. But uh, so his, his voice does not match his. his so body if you sound Jewish, you're hideous. That's the, that's your summary. No, no, it's your right. voice in particular. Oh, okay. Is, fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Like I'm the opposite. People say like. 
my arch nemesis, Jennifer Gonick, uh, <laughs> once used to say, like, oh, Akiva, he has a very attractive voice. And then she's met me a bunch of times, and she's never followed up on that. Um, <laughs> so follow up. You want her to ask you out on a date? It's the opposite. Jared, why don't you start out? Uh, you had a very uh, entertaining post on the oh, on the no. Facebook page for yesterday. Akiva, did you read that? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so basically, uh, Jared and some others are mad at me for my rankings, the, way, the quality and, and uh, integrity of some of my rankings of various shenanigans, such as when I was ranking cities yesterday. So, Jared, why don't you read the, the long post that you uh, posted yesterday? Wait, hold on. I don't have it in front. Uh, let me just give a little background to this. I don't know if I'm going to give a. I don't know if. I don't know if I'm going to give. I don't know if, your, give, don't know if I'm going to give a. Yeah, I would have to switch like a British accent and everything. Give a dramatic reading, but the background here, the, the the gist of the whole thing is, the worst take that Mr. Chester has ever had is this idea that he can rank things subjectively that he's never seen. That he can rank 18 Coen Brothers movies if he's only seen three of them or six of them or 12 of them just because. I don't know what because of. He just can just put so so he I guess because yeah. everything has to be complete, he has to give the full ranking of all 18 Combs Brothers movies. So me and a few other guys are giving him a hard time about it and we're going back and forth and there's been a few different things where this has come, ranking all the Israeli cities, ranking all the uh, Talmud the books of the Talmud, all this kind of stuff that he doesn't have uh, expertise on. And, you know, the ranking purists among us have a big problem with it. But then I started, so we're going back and forth, we're arguing, and I started to feel bad. I said, this poor guy has been ranking and charting things more than anyone ever, and that's not an exaggeration. For the last 30 years, he has 80 billion rankings and things, and here a bunch of nobodies like me who have never ranked anything are giving him a hard time on how he ranks. So it's wrong, but I feel terrible doing it. So I sort of uh, wrote like a little mea culpa in a story, but I don't have it open in front of me. So if you want to read it, you could do it. I don't want to mess up this thing because as, as I said before, I don't have a clue what I'm doing over here. I don't have a Facebook account, so I can't open it on my computer, etc. But yeah, I wrote something and uh, basically apologizing for questioning his, uh, his ranking. Just let the guy rank. Let the guy chart. Let him do it. It doesn't make any sense. He's ranking things he's never seen. But you know what? That's his shtick. Let him do it. So that's where I stand now. Hello? What the hell? All right, Akiva. So we, we had a guest momentarily. Uh, he was recording from like a Starbucks deep in Tennessee. So we lost Jared. So we're going to preview the NBA playoffs. Uh, just you and me. Just the two of us. The way it was meant uh, yeah. to be. God did not want um, a third wheel on this podcast. Yeah. Well, you were you were in the third wheel because Jared and I are avid what NBA are you, fans. That's that, you it's insane. I'm I would say of the three of us wheel. NBA fandom, I would say me one, you two, Jared three. I'm a much bigger basketball <laughs> fan than you. You don't even watch the playoffs. This is this is so categorically false. Third wheel. Anyway, uh, that's not what we can have. Last week. What 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 I, that, ask, yeah. I'm like the third wheel in your marriage, and I want I want to let her know that like <laughs> she's the third wheel in her marriage. Yeah, that's what your son said also about you, uh, or your daughter when your kids and you got all offended and denied it. Um, all right, so let, let's jump right into this. All right, let's. You know, I had said online the other day that there's really only one series mm -hmm. that matters in these playoffs, and that's Houston against yeah. Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. Why don't we're gonna. Yeah, we need to have a bet here. Um, you've been on quite a losing streak with our bets. Uh, you finally won one, which was the NHL one, and you lost the NBA one as well. 
so we're going to do what we did in the past years, which is we're going to predict the, the outcome of each series, not just the winner, but the number of games. And if you got it exactly right, you get five points. And for every game off, you lose a point. So uh, we're going to start with uh, my beloved Timberwolves, finally in the playoffs after 14 years. They're going to play Houston. If they had won one more game, right, just one more game, if they would have won one more game, they'd be hosting, uh, they'd be a four seed at home to start the playoffs. Uh, but instead, they're the eight seed because everybody, you know, the three, four, five, six, seven, eight in the West, they're all separated as two games, which is crazy. And so um, Timberwolves are playing Houston. My prediction is that they lose in four. They're going to get swept. Houston's ridiculous. Um, I mean, the Wolves have a chance if Houston doesn't hit their shots one game. But I'm saying it's Houston tough to, you know, we're in a pool where you need to predict, like, basically how many games each team is going to win. And uh, in terms of, like, the teams that you think are going to lose, like the Wizards and, like, the Wolves and, like, the Spurs, like, it's I, it makes you think, like, all right, who's getting swept? And to me, I, I didn't pick the Wolves as one, but it's hard to, you know, the Wol a lot of teams have an argument that they could, in theory, win. Whereas the Wolves don't have an argument. There's no chance the Wolves are beating the Rockets. So, that, you know, that's... That. And it, with with Butler, the Wolves are a 52-53 to 53 win team. The problem is that, like, Houston is the one team... Like, the Timberwolves won the season series against every other team in the playoffs in the West. Um, against New Orleans, against Portland. They either tied or won. Against New Orleans, Portland, Oklahoma City, Utah, everybody. Uh, Denver, obviously. But... Houston is just, they are like kryptonite to this Timberwolves team. So what's your prediction? You no, the, Rockets the and win, four. Wins? I agree. The, the Wolves are a good team, but this, you know, they're playing, but, uh, they're playing a but, one seed. But if that, if that, if that's, if that's the case, why are you not taking the Well, I'm just stupid and I picked about. it too quickly. I could change it, but I'm too lazy. All right, okay. All right. Now, now let's go to your beloved team. Facing Golden State the way they did in the Western Conference Finals last year without, uh, without Kawhi as they did in the Western Conference Finals last year. Uh, you know, is there any chance Kawhi's no, coming back in the playoffs? There's no chance. Okay. All right. Is there any chance the Spurs beat Not the Warriors? Not without Kawhi. I mean, with him, there's no chance the Warriors beat the Spurs. But okay. without, I mean, with a healthy Kawhi, which, you know, it would take time to get into. <laughs> we would have swept them <laughs> no last chance. year. We were beating them by, by 25 when Kawhi got ah! it, oh, I thought it ruined the season, but in reality, it ruined the it's franchise. <laughs> All right. Um,. I mean, also, Steph Curry's not playing in this series, obviously. Not that that really matters uh, against uh, your team. I'm going to say Golden State in five. Do you know I started uh, watching the Spurs in 1989? Uh, I, I started rooting for the Spurs. Yeah, this is the, this is the second time that they, they did not come time. first or second in their division. I believe, I believe this is the second worst uh, regular season they've ever had, the seventh seed. Right, because they missed the playoffs once, and they've never been the eighth seed. I don't think they've ever yeah. been the seventh seed before. They were the sixth once uh, when they again also lost to New Orleans on the last game of the season. Um, uh, Warriors in four. The Warriors are sweeping the Spurs. The Spurs. The Spurs could not get no, any offense going when last game because New Orleans was actually playing defense. The Aldridge's stuff. Yeah, but they also won the. They won the game by fourteen they got points. Killed. Oh, no, no, no. La, 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 the Spurs beat the Warriors. The Warriors, a weeks the, ago. the Warriors weren't trying for the last month. Yes. The, okay, Aldridge's yeah, stuff more than but any other well, good player does not work. They were trying. The they everybody was injured. Teams do not defend the long two. Teams barely defend in the regular season in the NBA. Teams do not defend the long two. And Aldridge shoots the mid range and long twos, and Parker does, and the teams do not defend them. The Spurs shoot the most long twos, or, or among the most long twos in the league. 
And when teams actually crack down, especially in the second half of playoff games, the Spurs have no options offensively. Yeah. Who's the Spurs' second best player this year? All right, so let's get to the two. Yeah. After Aldridge? It's probably DeJounte Murray. Tough. It's almost definitely DeJounte Murray. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say, but that's Yeah, no, but it definitely is. Silly. I mean, Powell had a lot of really good games. His defense has slipped, but Powell, you know, gave him good minutes. But he doesn't even start half the time, and he doesn't play a lot of minutes. Yeah, I mean, to me, I, to me, I think Kyle Anderson has an argument. I mean, there. I'll be uh, like, also. if this was a healthy team, you could argue Kyle Anderson doesn't get on the court. You know, Rudy Gay's been out playing him the last six weeks. Gay's actually played really well. Ginobili's given them some good minutes. But again, these guys, this is this stuff only works. In, it's like the Billy Bean. It only works in the regular season. Playoffs, they're on their own. It's not going to happen. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let's let's jump to this three six matchup we have, which is uh, a matchup, the first matchup that I think has the potential. Portland hosting New Orleans. These are two teams that were on a tear for most of the second half of the season. But Portland pulled off a little in the last week or so. Let's start with New Orleans. You know, after Boogie went down, everyone said their season was over, and of course, uh, uh, the Unibrow put up like. Wow, you're so formal. Did. You call him the uh, Unibrow? It's all the other. Sorry, Brad. Uh, but the interesting thing to me is all these other pieces. Like, Drew Holiday has played at, at a borderline all-star level for a while. Etwan Moore has had a career year. Nikola Miritic. So, for those who remember the Bulls, like, you know, several years ago, Miritic would always have played, like, much better in the playoffs in the regular season. And then the next year he'd revert back to sort of mediocre regular season-ness. And, and here he is. He, uh, he starts the season in Chicago. He gets punched in the face. He ends up getting traded to New Orleans. Have yeah, you seen his numbers the last two or three weeks? Yeah, he's been like he's been putting up like twenty two and ten, like like all star numbers. Uh, Rajon Rondo has also played really really well. So this team has a lot of pieces. Uh, you know, what, what's your what's your take on on what we've seen from the Pelicans? They're scary. I did not want to play them. I knew that they beat the Spurs that last game of the season. You know, Davis is going to be the best player on the court in this series. Uh, I mean, the the Timberwolves swept them, so I, you know the games that I, I mean, saw. Made, like baseball. you guys uh, probably yeah. put Taj Gibson on him and to hound him all game, and you know sort of chipped away at him. I t- certain teams are just horrible matchups for for uh, New yeah. Orleans, and I think this is a horrible matchup for them. But here's the thing: I think that Portland is a bad matchup for New why because they can shoot threes in New Orleans. They actually they tied the season as good of a three point shooting team. Yeah. Yeah, they tied the season series, but, you know, M- McCollum, who quietly has had a disappointing season, but him and Lillard, and, I mean, and it's not just them shooting threes. I mean, Alfred Aminu is shooting threes for this team. Um, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to, they're just going to shoot a lot from the outside. I don't really trust, I mean, Drew Holiday is not going to play defense at all, right? No. No. I like the guys that don't even play defense in the playoffs. So. Those are my type of guys. That's the type of player I would be. <laughs> All right, so I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna pick Portland in five again. So uh, you know I don't have a lot of faith in New Orleans. What about Portland you? is an average offensive team, like according you know with advanced metrics and stuff. I New Orleans to me is better than them. I'm going with New Orleans in seven. Okay. So that's a big disagreement, Henderson. That's good. All right, let's get to the four or five matchup. Hello. <laughs> Did I make am I back? <laughs> All right, so I I, you know, I guess I have bad service. If it craps out again, I'll leave you guys alone. But for now, I 
I, I actually like the idea of him floating. Yeah, in well, people have heard him say, with that. although maybe if he doesn't like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. He's done this a bunch of times. I don't know if the listeners have Because, yeah, he's going to share his audio file. Yeah. <laughs> what, I keep going in and he's out? He's like a time traveler stuck in. Uh, no, you've been out for the last. Like uh, a yeah. film. All right. It, it, it is whatever it is. Uh, you know, when we hear him, he can talk and then he'll share his file and all that. All right. So, Jared, we're going to talk about the Oklahoma City Utah 4 5 match. Oh, good. So we've been talking about how different teams match up, you know, favorably or unfavorably for different teams. Utah, who's had the best record in the league for the past like, two months, they've just been out of their minds. Of course, they lost last night in a game they needed to win uh, to get the three seed. They are not a good matchup for the Thunder. I think Oklahoma City is winning the series relatively easily. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Oklahoma City is the kind of team that just has too much talent to lose to a team being led by <clears throat> a rookie. And, you know, a, def- a defensive... Let's stop this, bull. He's not being led by the rookie. Donovan Mitchell's like their fourth best player. I know. You, lo- okay. you love Rudy Gobert. But I'm saying in a playoff series, when you need a guy to get baskets down the stretch, Rudy Gobert's not doing yeah. that for you. They're counting on Donovan Mitchell to get big buckets yeah. in ISO situa- situations down the stretch. And I'm sorry, with Paul George and Russell Westbrook, and I'm not going to even go with Carmelo, but basically with those two guys alone, it's too much firepower for this young, up-and-coming Utah team that's well coached and plays good defense and all that kind of stuff but where are they going for a big basket down the stretch in a close game mitchell but he's a rookie and that's pretty much all they have what joe ingles is going to get tons of big baskets for him he has to be set up I for mean, open Ru- threes rubio's been putting up 18 points a game yeah but like yeah, yeah I was saying, he's been hitting threes which he doesn't do yeah but you you know rubio as well as anybody i mean rubio's not the kind of guy who's going to be creating for himself down the stretch in, in you know in, you know in the last minute well, of the game. It doesn't always have to be ISO just yeah, all right. But you know how the play- right, that's some- a big thing with me with yeah. the playoffs. That's usually how the end of these playoff games goes. You know, everyone plays their freewheeling system whatever it is and then when it comes to the last 5 minutes of a close game So you, so you're saying in the la- if it's a close game in the last 2 minutes Oklahoma City is yet. The question is you know, is it even going to be a close game in the last two minutes? Well, I generally speaking, Utah is not the type of team that's going to blow other teams out. So if it's not a close game, it'll be because Oklahoma City's blowing them out. I mean, again, anything could happen in any random game. But uh, yeah. what's interesting is that these teams have not faced each other this year, like in 2018. All four of their matchups were done by December. Uh-huh. So Oklahoma City has not seen this new and improved Utah team, basically. Well, mm-hmm. I'm sure Billy yeah. Donovan's been was out for most of those games. game planning, though. Yeah, that's a problem, yeah. too. The, the big coaching edge goes to Utah for sure. But you just said you're picking yeah, so, OKC, no? Yeah, I'm going to take OKC in uh, six. No, so Utah in six. Uh, OKC has no chance of winning the series. I'm being nice and giving them two games. First of all, my, no I, chance. First of all, my question no is chance. how many minutes are they going to give Melo? Like, after they realize the first time they lose, like, oh, he's a problem because he doesn't play defense and he's useless. They should give. Yeah, they well, should be giving him There's no minutes. way that's yeah. going to work. He should, he should be like a scorer on the second team. Yeah, Melo, Melo should, at this point should be like a microwave scorer coming off the bench for 20 minutes again. And I hate to say that I'm a Melo fan. I'm a Nick fan, Melo fan, and I've always liked Melo, but he's flat done. The guy can't jump anymore. He has no lift, and he's not even shooting that well. I thought he'd at least go there as a third option and be a kind of guy who could like, you know, like be a very... Like the Olympics, for example. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and be a, like a high-efficient shooter and a spot-up guy and a guy who draws a little bit of gravity because of his, you know, because of his name and because of his potential ability, but he's been a, uh, an unmitigated yeah, he shoot, he disaster. He shot 40% but from without the floor, him. and he no, shot 35% from three, which was like good he for him, horrible. meaning he's shot like, you know, in the low 40s for two, from twos, which means he's taking 20-footers all game. Right. Uh, 
Right, well, that's what he's doing. There's no layups. And, and any time he – I'm serious. Any time he drives to the basket, he gets blocked. It's insane. Like, it, he has – I have more lift than him. It's insane. It's really ridiculous. So that actually probably lo- – I, I don't know. I don't have the stats, but it's probably his field goal percentage at the rim is probably, like, under 40%. Yeah, Andre so Roberson and Patrick ridiculous. Patterson's PR is pretty close to his, honestly. And Roberson played 39. Yeah, he games. sucks. Yeah. It's over. It's over. I always thought he'd be the kind of guy who had like a uh, by the way, Raymond Felton because of his shooting ability. Raymond Felton had a higher PR. Raymond Felton played all 82 games for the Thunder. Well, you know you can't use PR for guys who play like not nine minutes well, a game. He, he but played, yeah, he played listen, 17. I mean, I'm the, not... the, the Thunder were the, like the healthiest team in the league, basically. The, their whole team played almost every game. By the way, just to chip in, Carmelo's shooting percentage uh, from three to ten feet. That's bad. Thirty-two percent. There you go. See, I, I like what what's LeBron. I mean, he just what's yeah. LeBron from three to Although 10, for 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 his career, hold on. For his career, he's at for his career, he's thirty-three percent. Oh, that's weird. So, actually, I guess I guess because he never. I guess he. Carmelo's always been an absurdly overrated player. He's not good. When I always tell people that Andrew Wiggins is a poor man's Carmelo Anthony. That is as big an insult as I could possibly come up Wait, with. Wait, Chester, be but fair. Anthony's you, a poor man. You can't compare Melo now in his 15th season to what Melo's been for his whole career. You can't yeah. wipe out his whole, you know, I mean, he I'm sucks now. He hasn't sucked his whole percentage. Yeah, but my point is his career percentage is not much worse. Not much well, better. I wonder. By the way, the answer, yeah, go the answer by the way, surprising uh, for LeBron, he's only at 38%. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say what maybe that's just like that's that awkward little teardrop distance three to ten feet it's yeah. not layups and dunks it's not jump shots it's not threes maybe everybody shoots a low percentage there i don't know I, 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 yeah but but the, but the difference is lebron is 77 percent at the rim right right so this is the mellow stat that's gonna that's gonna matter yeah right? yeah and and carmelo at the rim this year is uh 57%. there you go but again that's almost his career average his numbers he's basically shooting at his career average this year where he's really struggling this year actually and he sh- is is his long twos but his his shooting and in the this past year, he's gotten much a on lot of like the best wing actually. defender. Where now he's getting the worst defender on the court, basically, and not doing it. Yeah, so I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it because he's bit. Listen, you can't argue that he's been a great. And he's scorer only thirty three, by the way. He's not exactly like ancient. Yeah, but he's broke. He's broke. He's breaking down. He's been breaking down for a few years. It's been very obvious. I'm going to guess he doesn't like spend as much time with his body a, as LeBron, who's the same age. <laughs> well, let's make a. This guy hasn't played eighty games since his, he was twenty. And he doesn't years have old. playoff miles. You know, in Melo's, he's always missed games. People think of Melo as this like unathletic, you know, like you know, old school style player. But in like Melo's first eight or nine years, he finished in the top ten in total dunks every year. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't mean he's like jumping like Vince Carter, but the point is, he was a guy who attacked the rim, got to the in addition to his mid-range game and his posts and all that kind of stuff. He's a guy who got to the rim and flushed it on people a lot. By the way, first 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 5 seasons, he was uh, a top dunker. And then after his 5th season, he dropped off pretty precipitously. And by the time he came to New York, he was never dunking. The most dunks he had in a season in New York was 34. Oh boy, I can't say oh, yeah. anything. I'm being fact-checked on the spot by this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I got his basketball reference page open right here. No, it's All good. All right, so uh, that, that was a lot more uh, Carmelo talk than I was expecting. Let's, Akiva, do you want to finish yeah, off the, to the finals or should in the we West? go round uh, by round? Because go we go also haven't had Jared's picks, so we, he, could, he could give us his opinion quickly also. Yeah. Who, okay. Yeah. Who? Did, I'll just okay, give right, a quick so, thing on, on on who you who I missed. Well, we 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 missed when I was running when I was running around Starbucks frantically trying to find a hot spot. Yeah, again, that Starbucks in Canarsie, the tech is pretty poor. We can uh, barely hear right now, Jared. 
All right, so in the second round, Akiva, uh, I have Houston against uh, Oklahoma City. You have Houston against Utah. Yeah. Um, I'm, whatever. Houston's winning in five. Well, so this is the difference because Houston and Oklahoma City, as we even saw just last week, yeah. has been a great matchup all season. Oklahoma City, other than Golden State, is the one team that can actually play with Houston, I think. Now, obviously, they did not now, do I so think, in the first I think when the going gets year. serious, they're not going to play. So if it's... O- okay. Well, they're not going to, in your opinion. It was going to be Utah. So you have, so you have Houston uh, beating Utah in five. In five, right? Houston in five, yeah. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think it's I, I'm going to take Houston in five also over Oklahoma City. Although I think they'll be good games, and I think it'll be an interesting series. Did you Did you both have Houston over Minnesota in four, five? What did you guys have in the first round? Yeah, four. Yeah. I mean, the Wolves will probably win one, but I don't want to give it to them. I mean, so. I know yet you're down on the Wolves and everything. I mean, it's a shame because the Wolves are such a talented team, and they have obviously whatever. We're not going to go through the whole thing, but but. Yeah, I mean it's a buzzsaw going into Houston, and I don't. Know, I'll give them a game. I'll say I'll say Houston in five, and then in the second round I'll say Houston over Oklahoma City in six. I think Oklahoma City could put up a fight against them. Like I said, they're really talented. Houston plays a weird style that they hit, they have a game where they're off with their threes. They can be beaten. Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll give Oklahoma City two games. Two but games. the problem is it's so many guys. It's like all right, so Ryan Anderson isn't hitting today. Okay, but we have four guys who are. Yeah, you know, well that's, that's why the they won like sixty-six. Like they're not relying on one shooter. Yeah, that's why they won yeah. 65 games this year. But, yeah, but Oklahoma City's a good – and, again, playoffs, things tighten up. D'Antoni's history in the playoffs, maybe we'll get to that a little later. So I definitely think Oklahoma City could win a couple games in that series. All right, so then we have Golden State uh, against, in, in my opinion, Portland, and McKee's opinion, New Orleans. By this time, Steph Curry's back. Everybody's back for Golden State. So I do not think Golden State has much of a problem at all. Uh, Keith, what's your opinion? Um, yeah, Golden State uh, in – um, four. They sweep them. So yes, they, they, they sweep, sweep New Orleans, in your opinion. opinion. I will. I, I will say this. We, you know, assuming it's Portland, which is what I'm assuming. We like we have seen uh, Portland play Golden State well the last few years. You know, Lillard and McCollum can shoot the ball as well as as uh, as Curry and Clay. Obviously, Kevin Durant is, is sort of a, a slight advantage on the other side. So I think Golden State will stretch it. I'm going to say uh, uh, Portland will stretch it. I'll Ask say yourself this question. Would the war- if Curry's but, um, back and healthy, would the Blazers being the, beating the Warriors be the biggest upset in the last, like, five years in the NBA playoffs? Yeah, it would be. <laughs> That's why it's not happening. In the last five years? I mean, how long ago was, yeah, was yeah, Dirk? It's not happening. Seven years. The Blazers are not being Dirk the Warriors be the unless the, the Warriors have two. Yeah. All right. Okay, so then the only series we knew was coming down to this Houston against Golden State – Hopefully by that point everybody's healthy, uh, including uh, Luke uh, Richard Mbamute, who's who's out in the first round. Houston, so nobody really cares. Uh, and Steph Curry, obviously. I say this is going to be a barn burner of a series, and I'm giving it to the Houston Rockets in Game Seven at home. Wow, yeah, I've got Warriors in seven. So you yeah, think it I goes think to Golden seven State's and Golden State win. wins? I mean, if road. you want me to pick Golden State in six, I would consider it too. But I think Golden State's winning. I think we haven't seen Golden State lose yet. Like, let someone take the crown from them. The, the coaching matchup is a, is a ludicrous mismatch. Warriors bench stinks, but the Warriors bench does not matter that much in the playoffs when you have three games, but three days between a lot of games. And, you know, the, the, the good players are going to yeah. be playing 38 to 40 minutes. It's, it's much less relevant. Uh, 
Houston's step is, yeah. Well, what about you, Jared? What's your take on this uh, Western Conference? Yeah, can I give you a quick little thing on the whole bracket? No, first of all, no, no, I feel like here. it's time. You not give us a quick little thing on the bracket. <laughs> yeah, your, your internet went out for 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, it's, it's about to go out in another minute, so give me my moment of glory, all right? <laughs> No, I so quick, yeah. quickly. I think I think New Orleans beats Portland because I just it's time for Anthony Davis to win a playoff series. They've been overperforming shockingly once Cousins went down all year. So I have them. I don't know, winning in seven, and then Golden State's going to blow them away. Now, are, are we sure Curry's going to be back for the second round? That's not you. You said that as a guarantee. I'm not sure We're that's not a guarantee. Sure, but they that's only need him back deal. for the conference finals, I, honestly. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're gonna. Well, and if if New Orleans, and if New Orleans takes them to seven games, it's also an extra couple days. For true, true. Well, I'll well, put it this way. Part of the reason I part of the reason I have Portland taking it to six games, part of the reason I have Portland taking it to six games is I think there's a chance that, that Curry misses one of the first games. Right. right. Oh, I didn't hear that you had them. Okay. Or is in a hundred? Or is in a hundred percent? Right. So I would say if Curry's not not a hundred percent, it'll be five. If Curry's a hundred percent, it's four in terms of Golden State over New Orleans or Portland. Portland is kind of like Golden State light. You look at the backcourt; like Lillard is basically yeah. a replica of Curry, just like not as good, but like everything is. Ba- he shoots those deep threes. He's like can get on fire. He's like, I mean, he's very great ball handler. Very similar player. Curry's obviously a more efficient shooter and. But he's not that much so better. So then is their Thompson and then who's their Durant and who's their Draymond? Well, that's it. Then they run out. That's like the problem. problem. Yeah. So that's why they lose. That's why they get killed. Yeah. Well, I mean, Nurkic has been very good for them, and Alfred Camino has been very good for them. I mean, they have a lot. They of have a lot of. They have a lot of like Durant. rangy, long, athletic bodies that they could throw at guys like yeah. Durant. They're not. They're not as good as Durant, but guys to defend Durant yeah. and pester Durant and bother Durant a little bit. So they're actually not a bad matchup. I mean, I have them losing to New Orleans, so it's all irrelevant in, in my mind. Not that I'm going to be right anyway, but. Uh, I think it's an. In- it's not a crate. So ha- wait, what did you guys have? Golden State over Portland. What was your? Uh... Well, Kiva has Golden State over New Orleans in four. I have Portland in six. Yeah, that makes sense because I think Portland could play them pretty well, but New Orleans can't. They'll, they'll they'll definitely blow out New Orleans. I agree. And then we talked this a little bit. I mean, Golden State. It's very tempting to pick Houston over Golden State. They're the hot team. They're the team. They're the number one seed. We all the, all the uh, narratives and everything, but. I remember back being a Knicks fan back in the 90s. Every Oh, this is the year the Knicks are going to beat the Bulls. This is the year the finally... No. The better team wins. That's what happens. Like, the superstar team almost always wins. Golden State's going to get their shit together. They're going to get it together when they need to, assuming everybody's healthy. And, you know... But why are you calling them the superstar team when Houston has been, like, 40-3 and three this year because, when their big three are all Because playing. Golden State didn't try this year, okay? Golden State's been... They're yeah. not into it this year. This is It's the same Golden State team as last year. It's the same team that literally... That that went 16 and one in the finals. Probably could have gone 16 and 0. Uh, they play. They, you know, they weren't trying this year. I mean, when they turn the screws and like everyone's playing out of their mind, and Draymond's playing crazy, and uh, Durant's playing on both ends like a maniac, and Curry, if he's back healthy, and that's a big if. I mean, this whole thing changes against Houston if Curry's not 100%. But if Curry's 100% and they're rocking and rolling, I, I'm not saying Houston can't win a game. Houston will have a game where they're on fire from three, and everything's going well, and Harden has a, one of his games where he gets 23 free throw attempts because the ridiculous ref calls and everything like that. They'll steal. They'll win two games. I would say Golden State in six, but Golden State's still a better team. Well, what, suddenly now, uh, you know, it went from no chance that Golden State is, has anyone even get coming close to beating them, and now it's silly to think that Golden State's going to turn it up in the playoffs? I mean, yeah. I'm not even saying it's possible, but I'd be 
pretty surprised with Golden State. And, and that's what history tells us. I mean, you say nobody had any chance. Uh, Kiva's convinced that the Spurs would have beaten them last year if Kawhi doesn't get injured. Well, that was weird. I mean, that first game was weird. I don't know what was going on with them blowing what them out it was, like oh, that. You, why was the much better won team game. blowing out the Warriors? I don't know. It, I, I wonder why they beat them by 30 <laughs> in Golden right, State during the regular season right. also <laughs> when Golden State out all their guys. Is Kawhi coming no. back at all? Uh, What's I mean, the deal with that? Be, What's your insider information? He will be on the Spurs in 2018-2019, but not this year. So I assume you both agree Golden State in four and no, no game is as good as Oh, no, not 20, even close. Right? Yeah, no, they have no chance of, of coming close in any of those games. What Popovich did with a bunch of old farts like this is a miracle. I have no idea. Uh, I mean, it's not a great This team conference. has made the playoffs 41 seasons. He's running seasons circles at- around, like, legitimate morons <laughs> like Tibbs and Donovan. And, like, it's it's not like he's coaching up. Oh, you're being serious. You're being serious that it's not a good. Let's say he was in the East, he would have won seventy games. The Spurs probably would have gone like six, eight, and fourteen in the East. I don't know. I. I... How does he do it? This team so Gasol was done six years ago. They in the post game press conference they asked him like what you'd think would be a pretty innocuous question. What he thought about Andre Ingram? It was the night after Ingram had had nineteen before the game, and it's before the game, and he barely cared about the game even though it was important. So it wasn't like he was nervous. Uh, and he's like, you think I follow sports when I'm not here? Like, he didn't ask you for your opinion on freaking Colin Kaepernick. Like, or, or you know, like, what are the Patriots going to, you know, do? How are they going to replace Brady? Like, he asked him about another team in your conference. Like, a cool story about a guy who, you know, came out of the D-League for 10 years and scored 19 points. And you're acting like these morons. Like, like come on. He's either lying or he's stupid. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, a, little, it was a little condescending. No, but... It's not relevant for yeah, him to know that. Cool it's not story. impacting he his team have, or the playoff race or anything like, like that. Talking about? Yeah. Yeah, no, he was a bit of a jerk. I agree. All right, okay, let's let's jump to the East now. We're going to start with Toronto, Washington. John Wall has come back in the last couple weeks and has actually played very well. Uh, and these are teams that actually split in the regular season. And then, of course, we know also that Toronto, uh, Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan turn into pumpkins in the playoffs every single year. So uh, Toronto, Washington, Wall. At first glance, you're like, "Well, Toronto's the best team in the East. They're going to destroy this 500 Washington team that's been really bad, you know, for the last two months." I think this is going to be a really good series. I think this is at least going to six. There's an argument it can go to seven. No, I think I think Toronto's going to win in, in six. I, I, people are getting a little too crazy about that. I mean, that's what he just said. <laughs> no, but I don't. I don't think there's a. He said there's a chance it go to seven. I don't. I, I think we're leaning oh, okay, we're at six, okay. but it's not like a close six. To me. Uh, people, first of all, a lot of these series, regular season series, were two to two. It's there were very few dominant, uh, like four zero. I don't. Was there any four zero's or even very few three ones, um, of of these eight matchups? Yeah, well, the, Rockets the Rockets swept the Timberwolves. Swept the Timberwolves. Yeah, that's it. Rockets swept. Yeah, the you're right. Most Golden of them were two to the, two. Mo- Gold, most. Gold. No, Golden State over San Antonio, one, yeah. I think, was three to one. Right. Uh, U- Ut- uh, Oklahoma yeah, City over Utah, Utah was three Although, to again, one. Again, Gobert was off all those. And games. believe it or not, Indi- the pay- Indiana over uh, no, that was, Cleveland. Oh yeah, you're right. They did beat them. Yeah, but that's that's a Um, yeah. The, I, uh, the Raptors are going to yeah. win in six. I'm not a believer uh, in the Raptors. Uh, but the question, the, the, the tricky thing about the Wizards is they're really two teams, right? The team with John Wall that's clearly much more talented, and then the team that kind of plays, you know, more of the free-flowing, you know, sharing the ball system uh, with, yeah. with, with Beal. With, with, with Beal Gortat right, subtweeting John Right, Wall. and all that kind of <laughs> stuff they went through. But, listen, obviously I'm not the type of guy who says, oh, you're better without the good players because generally you're not. I, don't know, I guess you did see a little bit no, with New Orleans. You did see it maybe a little bit with New Orleans this year. I'm not sure, but... 
the question is which team? I mean, if Washington can beat Toronto, I really think they can. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Toronto in seven. But Washington is really talented, basically as talented, if not more, than Toronto. Uh, as Alex said, you can't trust. Them. I wouldn't say more. Like after the after the top three players is a big drop off for Washington. Yeah, but you still have you still have. Um, uh, what's the lefty wing? The, the guy from Kansas, uh, Ubre. Yeah, you have Kelly, Ubre. Kelly Ubre. Right, Ubre yeah. is a solid player. Yeah, but what's the de- Toronto has depth, but it's like what Pascal Siakam. I mean, do we know what this guy's going to do in a playoff series? I mean, you know, they're not deep either. Well, forget about him. Do do we know if Kyle Lowry or Demar Derozan can hit forty percent of their right? Shots well, that's where I was going. Uh, that's where I was going next. I mean, those guys. I, I that's probably one of those things that's like small sample size, but. You know, Lowry doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who, who who he's like a real bulldog, and doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who would, you know, crap out in a big spot. But he has. The reality is, he has. They've had a few chances. Same with DeRozan, maybe to a little bit lesser of extent, but same idea. DeRozan did step up his game big this year. He started shooting three. You guys know he started shooting threes. He elevated his game. You know, that it's pretty impressive this deep into his career. People told him what he needed to do to be a to be a real star in today's NBA, and suddenly, when he could never hit threes, he just learned how to start hitting threes at a decent clip. So it's a different team. They have all the advanced metrics with them and point differential and all that kind of stuff. They almost won 60 games. Having said all that, they'll squeak it out in seven. Yeah. All right. So let's go to the uh, the two seven then. Boston against Milwaukee. This is the only upset I see in the first round. I think that um, I think it's gonna be really close, but I'm taking Milwaukee in seven. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think we've seen it, Jabari Parker. And and um and Eric Bledsoe like all these secondary pieces after Giannis have just have you know really improved. I mean Milwaukee should be better with the talent they have. I mean Chris Middleton, Keith noted this a couple days ago. Chris Middleton is second in the NBA in really minutes. He's a really good yeah. player. This is a guy who averaged twenty. Yeah. Again, I might be not perfect here, but twenty-five and five with like forty-seven percent shooting and forty percent from three. He's an efficient, good player. He's not a bad defender. They have Giannis, who's one of the top five players in the league. They have Jabari Parker coming back. They have a, it, it's a, it's a pretty good team. And Boston is nobody without Kyrie and without Hayward for the whole year. I another masterful coaching job here. And that's really the only thing that worries me about, or the main thing that worries me about this series from Milwaukee's point of view. It's weird to say that for the seven seed over a two seed, but Brad Stevens runs circles around whatever they have going down there in Milwaukee. So the coaching is the only thing that's really concerned. And if and if Brad Stevens pulls this off, it's all on. Brad Stevens because what do they have Tatum and Jalen Brown and Horford I mean that what is that I mean they have a bunch of guys depth you know Rogier whatever but Milwaukee's a more talented team Boston is not what their record is and it's they've done it with smoke and mirrors all year kudos to them for doing it just like last year kudos to them obviously there's, a, there's something consistent here a constant and that's Brad Stevens who's unbelievable even last year's team to get the one seed with Isaiah Thomas you know five foot seven guy running around dominating the league He's a master, and maybe that pulls out the first round for them, but I'll take a gamble and say uh, I'll be more bold and say Milwaukee in seven here. Yeah, I think they still have enough to beat the Bucks, especially when you consider the coaching matchup. I, I like the Celtics in six here. So winning on the All right, in let's, get to the, the, let's get to the 3-6 matchup now. Uh, Philly, who's on the second longest winning streak in the league this year, which is kind of insane. Uh, and, you know, they leapfrog Cleveland, they get all the way up to the three seed. And they're facing uh, a Miami team that – this Miami team is a really weird team. Their best player, Hassan Whiteside, uh, doesn't really play anymore because he doesn't fit the way that the NBA is going right now. And so it's um, it's Goran Dragic, Dragic and a bunch of – I mean, I don't know. Miami, I think – and this is also a team where you have to credit coaching because 
Miami's talent on the floor, now they only won 44 games in a garbage conference, so let's not go crazy, but Miami's talent on the floor does not strike me as a team that can make any kind of noise in the playoffs, but I think they could. I don't love this matchup for them, but I think they could have had a chance against Cleveland, though, actually, crazy. Yeah, I mean, it really would have been for a sure, issue for LeBron. Boston. Because obviously he needs to dominate, and it would have just been a big like distraction in his head a lot. And that's, I think, how you beat LeBron. Yeah, I mean, Miami's a weird team. I mean, they just, like you said, I mean, they don't have guys that scare you. But again, a good, it's a, it just, it's, it's amazing how the same narrative keeps playing out where you have, where you wonder how a team was as good as they were. Then you look at the coach and suddenly it makes sense. I mean, listen, not to get off track with the Knicks again, but the Knicks just, you know, fired their coach. And I'm kind of like not with my friends I'm talking about this morning. Like, yeah, what's the difference? The co- We've gone through a hundred coaches already. It never makes a difference. You got to real, but if you really land a special coach, it makes a huge difference in the NBA, certainly in, in, in the NFL too. But in the NBA, it makes a really big difference. But it has to be a special guy. And I think Spolstra, Stevens, and Popovich are the three, and maybe even Quinn are the four special coaches in the NBA. And that's why Miami's even, you know, over 500, in my opinion. I mean, you look at the talent, they shouldn't be. Phil, Philly's on a roll, but they're not going to have Embiid for the first round, correct? Yeah, so that's I'm not sure when he's coming back. Now they haven't needed him because Ilyasova and Bellinelli right. and all these guys right. and Saric have been playing out and Covington. I mean, these guys have all played like you know right. borderline all stars right. during this winning right. streak. Well, Saric and Saric has been good for most of the year. Covington's a perfect yeah. three and D guy for them. A perfect complement to the fact that they have a bunch of guys who can't shoot at all. That they have a six foot ten point guard who has taken zero, who has made zero three pointers on the year. And is still dominating the games, and that they have a you know a seven foot one dominant center who does shoot threes but shoots them at thirty percent. I and mean Simmons really is the second coming of Magic Johnson, except it's much incredible. more athletic. He's more athletic than Magic. Well, because we're th- well, yeah, but to be and to right. be fair, like we remember Magic in nineteen ninety two, like Magic in nineteen eighty two was a lot more. Athletic. Well, I'm not basing it on my memory because even that, even from the early nineties, we yeah. barely remember. But I'm saying he was known as not being athletic. I mean, listen, I'm not. I'm not knocking Magic here. But nobody was Sim- Simmons, right. So I guess he's the 2.0 version of Magic, potentially. But yeah, you're right. It's insane. I mean, he's got incredible... Vi- I, I compare him actually a little bit to LeBron. I mean, if you remember in LeBron's early days, he wasn't a good shooter, much better than Simmons, more athletic than yeah, Simmons. Yeah, he was much better than Simmons. Much so. better than Simmons, more athletic than Simmons. And he was, strong, he was stronger. Stronger, right. So again, LeBron, in my opinion, is you know the second best player ever, but and better than Jordan. So we can get into that. Only second time. best. Uh, exa- yeah, so he stinks, but... But uh, right, so I'm not compa- I'm not saying he's as good as LeBron, but this is this is Simmons' rookie year. This is ridiculous what this guy's doing with no shot. An interesting thing is like teams know he has no shots. So they play like five six feet off him. All it does is give this behemoth a head of steam, more, and yeah, he just yeah seems. gives him space to attack the basket, and then he just with his length elevates over you. He finishes with both hands. Scary player. So I think they I think they're gonna beat Miami even without Embiid. And if with Embiid, I, w- I think they'll they'll kill him. So I don't think Miami has much of a chance. So here I go again pitching. The, pitching I'm, I'm going to say I'm gonna, yeah I'm going to say in six games. Uh, you know, part of it is Embiid being gone, and you know it wouldn't shock me if the Sears went to seven because you know I, I do really respect Spolstra. Key, what's your prediction for the series? Sixers and five. I mean, they just have five. better players. Five. You don't care about Spolstra. All right. Yeah, they really. Right, and let's they get have to Cleveland, really Indiana. Players. And we have and, we, we, and Cleveland, Indiana. If we remember what happened last year when Cleveland, Indiana played each other mm-hmm. in the first round. Yeah. Well, what? I, what? Yeah. Cleveland just blew them away. No. Yeah, they swept yeah, them. Now they were actually all close games. If we right, remember, that's no, right, that's right, that's just, right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, coming into the series, uh, you know, you know, Cleveland was people were saying a lot of the same stuff that they're saying about them now. 
Yeah, but they were so and, much worse. They, they weren't the fourth. Yeah, they were last all very year. close games. Yeah, well, the, but the East is better this year. You know, Toronto's been better in ball. Anyway, the point is, I mean, the East is much better than it was last year. The point is that, uh, like, la- but this year, Indiana's coming in with with all, like, the love in the world. Uh, Oladipo is already beloved much more there than Paul George ever was. You know, he's a local boy, obviously, going to, you know, uh, he's a Hoosier, and so that helps. But um, I think that much like last year, it's going to be a, a sweep. You know what? I'll give Indiana one game just to be a, a little bit conservative, but I think that Indiana has no chance at all in this series because playoff LeBron, LeBron offensively has been regular LeBron, but now he's going to do the same thing. I mean, they're play. asking so much from him offensively. I just don't know if if he if he could play, you know, 48 minutes of defense or even 24 minutes of defense, he would. Like, first of all, he's not going to be able to come off the court. There's no depth on this team. There's no, there's, like, the number three option yeah. on this team could be, like, a guy who shouldn't be in the NBA probably on some of these nights. Jordan Rodney Clarkson. Hood's okay. <laughs> so do you want to say that any do you want no, to say no, that no, no. they have no chance of winning the series, but they're take. definitely winning games. They're not getting swept. The uh, Cavs aren't yeah. good enough to win four in a row against anybody. Uh Cavs in six. <clears throat> guys right. guys, the reason LeBron six. was able to play eighty two games in his fifteenth season for the first time in his career was because he literally played mm-hmm. no defense this year. And that is not gonna well, happen. The, the, in the point playoffs. is like gonna, I don't know how much defense play he's going to be able to play. He's a different player. He's going to. He's a monster. He's a robot. I mean, what? He's He's been saving it up for the playoffs. All he cares about is winning rings. It's the only if thing that matters If he only cared about the career. playoffs, he would he's have sat out during the season and not stupidly played 82 games. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know why he did. That's a good point. But the reality is I think he, he mitigated that by not I mean, I, see, by only playing I, one I, side I'm of the floor. Happy with the, I'm very happy with the fact that he played every game. Because, again, that's what Michael Jordan did every year of his career. Right. Right. I don't like this rest right, right. So if LeBron wants to be the GOAT, and, you know, like, talent-wise, he's better than Jordan. But if he wants to have, like, the on-field resume, on-court resume of Jordan, he's got to play 82 games. He's got to play a little bit of defense. What is that? I mean, that's absurd. Yeah, Jordan well, took yeah, off two years to play baseball. LeBron, if LeBron did that, like, you imagine the skin yeah. Bayless is the next day? Like, that's it's absurd that he has to play 82 because Jordan <laughs> played 82. Jordan took two years off because also it's a different. No, it's a different. He, he also, look, it's, it's a, I, I got I got no I got no problem with LeBron playing seventy two games a year. I just I like that he plays eighty two. Right, it's a different it's era. Smart, it's a know, different era. Everybody it. rests now, yeah. so you can't compare. You know that like um, Malone and uh, not everybody, not the team. right. Yeah, well, not Towns. Towns hasn't missed a game in in his entire career, right? As he played 82, or, 82, or, 82? Or, or 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 Wiggins or Taj this year. Ridiculous. Well, that's that's on Tibbs because he's an idiot. But yeah. uh, the best thing, the best part is last year. Year, uh, Zach Levine only played half a season. I think he played like 46, 47 games, and then he had a season-ending injury. And yet, the Timberwolves starting five still had more minutes played together than any other start uh, than any other five-man lineup in the league. Yeah. Even though one of the guys literally played half a season. Yeah. Even if they have, st- even if the guys stink in the starting lineup, they're still playing forty-two minutes because in, in oh, his head, as, if you yeah, start, yeah, you have to play exactly. forty when minutes. Bu- when Butler was out, Belly was playing thirty-eight minutes a game. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's <laughs> I don't know. He's like in a time warp or something. Like what was happening to me before. I don't know. So. Uh, <laughs> You know that, like, just a quick stat that um, Stockton and Malone basically played 82 games every game of their 17 or 18-year careers that they played together, except there's one season that Stockton played 66. I'm not sure why. And there was one season where Malone played 81. And the reason was because he basically elbowed Isaiah Thomas's head off on purpose and got suspended a game. If he did that today, he would have been basically thrown out of the league. 
Though, I mean, that's what guys did back then. It's unbelievable. And it's also because, you know why? Because big guys didn't have to run out to the three-point line and defend threes. and run. It was a big guy. You planted your ass in the paint, and that's where you stayed. Now these you have seven-footers running around the whole court like maniacs. Nobody can do that anymore. So, I mean, you know, that's why guys rest. And anyway, so that's that was LeBron's version of resting. On defense, he didn't run out and contest every three. He didn't, you know, help and hedge and all that kind of stuff. And he basically was lazy. He still put up 27-9. Nobody cares about it, basically. It's insane. Uh, playing all 82 games. Playoff LeBron is a completely different animal. It is, I mean, he's going to blow this Oladipo team away. Give me a break. Cleveland in four. In four. Wow, there we go. All right, so let's get to the second round. Toronto against Cleveland, the 1-4 matchup. Uh, this is where we see the uh, playoff uh, Toronto that we've come to love and expect. I say uh, Cleveland wins this series. Um... I'll say in six. I'll say they win it at home in the sixteen. But I don't even think it's that close. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'll I disagree. I just think that the Cavs aren't going to be able to stop the Raptors' offense at all. The Raptors have more depth. Uh, the Raptors have a good, really good so bench. You, the Cavs have no bench. So you, you, so you have LeBron losing games, in, the in the second, second round. round yeah. of the and 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 he's also going to. They're going to be down like twenty in the third quarter, and he's going to mail it in old school. It's not nuts oh. for Keith to say this that. This is a I bad mean, team. team. If they got I mean, swept they lost by Indiana, Kyrie Irving. They, they lost stink. an yeah. Listen, they lost an incredible yeah, all, player. All, everything we're saying is just because LeBron is like a Superman. Exactly. That's exactly true. They lost Kyrie Irving and essentially got got nothing back. I mean, it's insane. I mean, how is this team even? How can we even think they're going to be the fifty-nine and twenty-three Toronto team? It's because LeBron is out of his mind. I mean, yeah, we should. Their management think that. should we be should in think jail. Toronto's like, we don't, going to people beat them. don't talk about the NBA is like almost overcovered now, and people don't like. There should be like memes and and like nonstop coverage of like they traded Kyrie Irving for basically like Rodney Hood. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think the trade was good that they made midseason. I think that definitely helps them a lot, and I think they're all going to play off each other and intensify the defense and everything like that once the playoffs roll around. But LeBron needs another guy to take some of the load off him when they need a big basket, and basically Kyrie's right at the top of the list when it comes to that kind of style of play, and now he definitely does not have that. I think they do have a lot of good role players. You know, you're making fun who's the third best player. It's true. Their third best player isn't a great player, but they have a lot of depth. They have a lot of versatility. They have guys who are with length, guys who can shoot threes. They basically built a team that really fits around LeBron really well, where he can like draw everybody in, play four out, a bunch of guys who can hit threes and defend and rebound. And I mean, I know they've, their defense has been horrible all year, but again, I think maybe they're all going to feed off LeBron's energy. You, you're telling me Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance aren't going to play like maniacs when they see LeBron playing like a maniac? I mean, they're all going to play their, with their, their butts off. And I think you know, they're going to see a totally different team when they get to the playoffs. So I'll take them over Toronto. All right, Kiva, how many games is Toronto Seven. taking Cleveland down in? Seven. Okay, so well, you said they had no chance. Do you think I didn't say they had no chance. Anything's possible. I, well, you said a minute ago, right. don't be surprised no, if Indiana sweeps them. I said we shouldn't them. be surprised. Obviously, we wouldn't <laughs> yeah. be surprised. But like, Cleveland stinks. Let's not pretend that they're good. The, the Eastern, I know you said the Eastern Conference is better than last right. year. It's worse. Without Kyrie and without Gordon Hayward, the Eastern Conference is worse than last year. Last year, nobody won 50 <laughs> games. Boston won okay, was the one seed. It was more balanced. Last year? The Eastern Conference is atrocious, unless you think Philly's great. Okay. Tur- tur- Toronto, okay. Toronto was much better than they were last year. Indiana's better than they were last year. Philadelphia yeah, is way Sixers. better than they were last Boston, year. Milwaukee's Boston, Boston, Cleveland. Than they were last year. The two best teams are dramatically worse. Nobody is even. 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. Why is Boston dramatically worse? They didn't have, they don't have Kyrie. Isaiah Thomas granted. was amazing. They didn't have Isaiah Thomas either after the first round last year. Oh, right. But he didn't play after the first round. All right, but go, he got injured like two the playoffs, games in. Yeah. I mean, the Celtics were so much better last year, and nobody is even close to the level that those two teams were. <clears throat> Toronto is. Toronto's better Toronto's than Cleveland better. was last Historic. year. Philadelphia's all. Toronto's won Toronto, games in a row. What, tw- what are you smoking? 2018 Raptors versus the 2017 Cavs? No. Come on. Based on the regular season. Toronto won 59 games. When's the last time any team in the East has won 59 games? Keeve, according to the stats, I agree with you, but according to the stats, Toronto is a really good team. Like, they're not a joke. I mean, their point differential, all that, their defensive rating, their offensive rating, all that stuff is through the roof. I mean, any, like, analytics person has to be picking them because just based on that. I mean, the only only way to pick against them is all the reasons I'm giving. Like, LeBron's going to play like a different player and and, uh, Lowry and DeRozan can't play in the playoffs. You have to use these kind of arguments. Because if you go by the actual numbers, they're a great team. Yeah. They really are, believe it or not. Yeah. All right, let's get to this other series. Okay, so uh, Keith has uh, Philly going to Boston, uh, the injured Boston, whereas I have Boston – excuse me, why I have Philly hosting Milwaukee. So, Keith, first tell us what's going to happen in the Philly-Boston. Uh, Philly in five. Uh, they're just like – Embiid's going to be back. And I, just all the good players on the court are going to be on Philly's side. Like you know, the the team with the better player wins. Like the field, yeah. the the uh, the Sixers have all the better players. All right, so for me, it's going to be probably the most interesting Eastern Conference matchup because Milwaukee against Philadelphia. These are the two teams that would be an amazing matchup. That Conference would be like such like a fun, the games years. will be so like wild. Yeah. Game. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, you have Giannis and and again, and we also have Chris Middleton and Jabari Parker and, and Eric Bledsoe on one side and no coach. And then, and then obviously you have Embiid and Simmons and everybody else in Philly. I think this is a really, really fun series. I mean, it's 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 hard to, it, as much as I love Giannis, I, 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 you have to assume Embiid's back by then, and he can play every game because, you know, you have at least two days of rest pretty much between every game and the playoffs just about. So I, I'm going to take Philly in, in six over Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, Milwaukee is very talented, but they're a mess. And that's why I have Philly over them. I mean, it's crazy to pick such a young team like this, and we don't even know about the health issues and everything like that. But they're super talented, and it's not just Embiid. Mo- Milwaukee like had a better win percentage against the East than the West this year, to show you how weird they are. Yeah, they're a weird team. They're they're very talented. <laughs> yeah, and and but... I told you, the, t- the Timberwolves had a better winning yeah. percentage against yeah, the, the West. The Cavs East, were 15 and 15 against weirder. the West. <laughs> so they're 35 and 17 against the East, if you're betting against them like I am. Right, right. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I'll take Philly in six. All right, so all three of us have Philly. This team whose over-under was like 42.5 for the season, and everybody took the under except for me, I'm happy to say. And we all have them in the West, in the Eastern Conference Finals. They're always. good. Although they're very says, talented, it's, it's and they're on the fire. than anything else. Yeah. yeah. Partial, it's, well, it's partially their draw. I mean, if Boston was healthy and had Kyrie, yeah. we wouldn't it's have It's exciting it. that they haven't lost the game uh, yeah, since Embiid went down. Which good. is weird, which is crazy. All right, so, yeah. so, so let's get to the Eastern Conference Finals. So the Eastern Conference Finals for me is Cleveland against Philadelphia. For Akiva, it's Toronto against Philadelphia. So Akiva has a uh, a very new team. No matter Toronto against Philadelphia, that's what we saw once mm-hmm. upon a time when it was Iverson against Vince Carter in like 2001. That series in the In the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, uh, and uh, Vince Carter got his degree and they got criticized for it. Yeah. Uh, he should have yeah. got a doctorate <laughs> from uh, dunking on Frederick Weiss. No, the criticism was dumb. All right. Okay, so um, I am going to take uh, Cleveland in five. 
Sorry. Cleveland is going to blow the doors off of Philly. Uh, we're going to see LeBron James is going to say to Ben Simmons, not yet young fella. Kiva has Cleveland losing in the second round. I have them cruising into the finals because LeBron goes to the finals every year because that's what he does. I feel you in six. I just think ever. like the you know at a certain point the the Sixers are going to be able to clamp down. The Raptors are not going to be able to hit threes all game long. Uh, I mean, you just look at these teams. Like wow. Philly is better than these teams. You have, have Philly th- in the th- finals. Listen, I, wow. It's a, is it a year too soon? Sure, but none of these teams are exciting. Boston with even with just yeah. Kyrie in my opinion, easily gets to the finals. Easily gets to the finals with just Kyrie. But, wow. Uh, and obviously with Kyrie and Hayward, well, it, 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 you know, it's a ludicrous route. Um, but, yeah. Well, you said, you said it yourself, right? Be, be, because these teams are such a mess, that's why LeBron comes out of the mm-hmm. East, right? I mean, when everything is in disarray, when there's chaos, but he hasn't the one always done it. has he, to make it out remember, of the East. Remember, they used to lose. They would lose to the Celtics. Yeah, but that was what eight yeah, years ago, nine years ago. Then. I mean, Not when now he, had the he does it. by himself. Then he had the worst team ever. But I mean, he, he's got nobody now. Who are you relying on here? There's not going to yeah, be a J.R. Smith a, game, I and there's he has not a bunch of good a, role players. There's not going to be like a, you know, love gets hot for a few games. None of this stuff is going to happen. Yeah, let's not compl- guys. Let's not completely disregard Love. Love is still a good player. I mean, it's not like Love's a bad player. I mean, I know he has trouble guarding pick and roll defense and things like that. Love can score. Love is not a bad player. Love is a, is a borderline star player he has with them, and then he has a lot of good role players around him. I mean, or at least solid role players who, as I said before, fit the system in the way that he likes to play. And when all hell is breaking loose in the East, and Kyrie is down, and Toronto we think is overrated, and Philadelphia's oldest player is 22 years old. How do you not pick LeBron James? I mean, this of all years, I know he lost Kyrie, but you have to pick Kyrie. Uh, I mean, uh, the Cleveland to go to the finals, in my opinion. All right, so Jared and I are on one side, Keith decidedly on the other side. By the way, uh, Keith, with you putting the Sixers in the finals, uh, uh, Scott Rubin is going to be on cloud nine. Scott, by the way, said to me in an email earlier today that uh, you know he's 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 hoping that uh, his team and my team will meet in the NBA finals. And my reaction to that was similar to uh, Elaine's. Uh, the idea of the Timberwolves in the finals was to Elaine's with the idea of George owning a house in the Hamptons. <laughs> I said to him, that's not going to happen, and then I laughed, and I laughed. <laughs> um, but you think one of the other half is going to happen, so and that's not impossible. Look, I feel like going to the conference finals. Let's get to the NBA finals. Uh, I have Houston against Cleveland. Akiva has Golden State against Philadelphia. Uh, and Jared has, uh, Gold- splitting the baby, has Golden State against Cleveland. Right, right, right. So Jared has the rematch of every single year. Yeah. And uh, a little bit boring. And, and, and Jared, we'll start with you. Obviously, LeBron has no chance. Well, you say, just quickly, you say it's boring, but wouldn't you admit this is probably what you want to see the most? Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I feel like, what do you think about that? Yeah, well, yeah, because I want to see the greatest ever, and I want to see you know, Right, but, right. I mean, it, it's just, but it's just, there's no, like, there's no, we know what's going to happen. He's going to lose. Yeah. Just, we saw yeah, last year. Yeah. Like, the fact they won two years ago is one of the great miracles. They slowed it down. They played it to a grind. Like you said, it was a miracle. Kyrie had a few crazy games, and they won. That was insane. Yeah, they're going to get killed by Golden State. This year, they probably won't even win a game. Golden State in four. Okay, so you guys are crazy. My matchup is the most interesting. Uh, Nobody wants to see LeBron against the Warriors for the 40th straight year. Uh, Cleveland-Houston would be interesting, but one team would win all four games by 30 points, so that wouldn't be interesting. Uh, Philly-Golden State is fascinating. You've got the old vets versus, you know, the champs versus the the, uh, contenders. It's like a boxing match. Uh, I think the Warriors win in six. But to me, this is the most exciting possible series. 
How could you root for unless you're a Cavs fan or like right, so you have it's won. very important to you for LeBron to like get a third title and somehow if LeBron wins a title with this team against what would either be Golden State or Houston, in my opinion, the debate is over. Even though he'd only be at three titles. Yeah. That's why I'm rooting for him. That's why I'm rooting be, for if he could shut these idiots up. Uh, Jordan Clarkson to a championship in in like a pretty solid deep NBA. Uh, like just shut it down. He's not the greatest basketball player ever. He's the greatest like football no, basketball player ever. Also, just <laughs> it, it would put him way above Brady. Listen, way above and there are way above. Hold on. What 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 would be what would be more impressive? LeBron doing what we just said, or Shohei Otani pitching 180 innings of a two ERA with uh, 40 home runs? Otani would be more. Impressive. Otani. Because we <laughs> yeah, haven't seen it in a hundred years. That so where... I mean, that's you know. Well, we never we've never seen LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Otani would basically right. be pulling like a 1918 Babe yeah. Ruth, more or less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, ba- I think Babe Ruth only one year was a full-time yeah. hitter and pitcher. He was a pitcher, then he switched to a hitter. Yeah. So, I mean, like, really, yeah. this and is unfair. Babe hitting like 83 mile an hour. Even that year, he wasn't full-time. Probably. Yeah, no, but Babe Ruth's last year as a pitcher, he led the league in home runs with like 11. 19, I think. I think it was yeah, – maybe it might be right. Whatever. But, yeah, um – yeah, LeBron. I mean, this will hopefully there'll still be people who say, but Jordan won six rings and LeBron only has four. I mean, like, no matter what, maybe if he goes one on five, that ring is worth more than Jordan's rings. You know what I mean? I don't know what. Yeah, like, I, if anybody, yeah, but the people who say that also apparently think that Robert Ory is a top ten player all time because he is six. But then suddenly they have an answer for that. I've never really heard a good answer for why it isn't true. I again, listen, uh, we've debated. Alex, a lot about Jordan and LeBron, and I hear you suddenly like very strong on LeBron's side. Up until this, you've always been more about Jordan. You said it's close, but you've always leaned Jordan. So what swayed it this well, year? Well, well, no, well, hold on. It's when it comes to who is a more talented basketball player, it's obviously LeBron, right? But again, that's that's part of how like the the best player right now is going to be the best in everything because that's how human evolution works, right, right? Right. But when it comes to sort of career performance in the NBA. That's where I think it was close, and that's where the fact that Jordan, albeit, took two seasons off, but every season he played, he played all 82 games and was one of the best two players in the game, whereas LeBron, in the regular season, has not been a top two or three player for most of the last three or four years. Like, he, like it's not like he lost the MVPs undeservedly to Steph Curry two years in a row in the last year at Westbrook. Like, he shouldn't have been in the debate for MVP. Yeah, he, he was right LeBron. there. I mean, he's a he's a legit first team no, All NBA guy a, every year, right? You're not debating that, right? Yeah, but, but he, yeah, but he was a distant fourth or fifth on the MVP ballot. All right, I mean, you you, you look at that more carefully so, than I do. He's still he's been the best player yeah. in the league every year. I mean, yes, oh, he's yes, he is. Yeah, uh, this is the coldest the take player. of all right, time. Right, but, but, in turn, but when it comes to his actual performance. Yeah, no. All right, so that's our. We'll save that for you. Save that for an email. Basketball preview. Anything else going on? Well, hold on. So, Jared, so so read read your uh, your 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 post now that uh, you try to. I can, I can. Uh, if you, I don't have it open, and I'm gonna, I have like one percent left on my computer. You do have it open. I'm hanging I, I by my you. ears, and like people looking at me in in Starbucks. I am gonna mess everything up. Uh, the last thing I'm doing is touching this computer. Somehow it's been on one percent for the last thirty minutes. <laughs> I have no idea how. The last thing I'm doing is reading that stupid thing that I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Akiva, you are the one who claims that you have the, the uh, but I don't know. radio you, voice, you so why don't you read it for Jared? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my god, I sent it, I g-chatted it to you, when I sent it in the Zencaster, I sent it in WhatsApp, I sent it in every possible way I folks, can send it to you. Folks, if they ever get to it, it's really not that good. Look we're in, it's, it's not possible for me to have oh, sent it to you in more avenues than I did. Yeah, but I don't like, look at the chat of our recording thing, 
I'm busy paying attention to what you guys are saying and not, definitely not twittering. Yeah, all right. So I, I set it up the, to, to, to give it some meaning. I set it up before I crapped out the first time in terms of like here's this guy making charts and everything like that and and everybody's giving him a hard time about how he makes charts and this poor guy's been you know you just said uh, no, no, don't summarize it Let's no 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 I, I'm, no, no but people need background or it's not going to make any sense right so i'm saying here for example you just said on the last podcast if i remember correctly your kids actually went to sleep on your trip home from israel and like everybody else takes huge advantage and sleep for 12 hours straight kiev is famous for that i remember from the seinfeld podcast and instead of sleeping, I think you, I don't know if you were joking or not, but you used a few hours of precious time to write more charts, okay? This is what this guy's been doing for the last 30 years. He is by far the number one chart expert in the world. And here he is writing his charts. Nobody's bothering him. He's having a good time, a jolly old time. And suddenly now, all us peons are giving him problems about how he's doing the chart, what his methodology is, this and that and the other. Anyway, now, now so you can I have not seen nice this and I don't know what you're talking about, but I'll read it quickly. The shame here, people were complaining, mostly Chester relatives were complaining about your charts. The shame here, Jared Jerome starts, or Jody Jerome, because you're too cool for Facebook, but not too cool to use your wife's <laughs> Facebook account, which is a weird move. Why don't you at least switch it to the double account? It shows how, mu it shows how much I love 32 you, fans. I did it just so I can join the own, uh, football pool. Uh, Facebook account, but only make it 32 fans. Yeah, again, if someone shows me how to, to do it, I'll be Facebook happy to do account. it. I am so old. I, no, I do, I do, I do. I, he's an 80-year-old man. Listen, right, I got a Twitter account. Come on, I got a Twitter account. Story. The story of a young man, Alex Chester, an eccentric Midwesterner, who had spent the first 30 years of his life making charts day and night with nary a care in the world. One day, he's convinced against his will by podcast fiend Akiva Wieneker to start a humble football podcast so the two can share their thoughts and knowledge of their favorite sport with three or four of their closest friends. But... As the podcast grows, they come to the NFL season and content is needed. Alex remembers that he has more listen charts than... Oh, my God. Akiva, can you what, read English? What's wrong? <laughs> well, yeah, be, like the boring one. Like I'm words. editing it. I, I'm NFL using my editor's season. eye and no. taking out the dumb stuff. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, you're editing it on Alex the fly. remembers that he has All more right. listen charts than stars <laughs> in the sky than grains of sand in the desert. 32 fans is unlimited podcast content. But the podcast grows in popularity largely due to the Chester charts. I would... Definitely disagree with that. And fans from all around the world begging okay, to right. the once humble <laughs> ranker for more charts, more lists, more analysis, more, more, more. Some of his most some of his most loyal supporters even hijacked their wife's Facebook accounts, changing their very gender in search for more rang discussion. Akiva's over the moon as podcast appear career appears to be taking off. He might never have to leave the house again. Even if my podcast career I feel like if it really took off we'd have to like do like live shows or I'd have to like do something about it or like go to the bank right. and but I'm we saying I'd have to like do stuff week. like so you might have to leave that so I'd basically to, like, go to the bank and open up account if I ever if made you become a full podcasting <laughs> But alas, <laughs> I love how you I love how you make fun of me for not being able to do anything when with, with, with your situation. <laughs> but alas, we all know this tale. Okay, go ahead, continue. The, the tale is too good to be true. It couldn't last. Now the very fans for whom he slaves make charts, lists, and rings in order to to minutes time. Um, I don't know. Making them to in order, order in minutes time. To order in minutes time. Oh, making charts to order. Begin to call into question his chart main criteria, a life's passion suddenly being held to the fire. Now, every chart has to match the specificity of each individual listener. The once peaceful life of spending 23 out of every 24 hours making charts that no one would ever see has become a methodolo methodological battle between geeks of the highest order. Well, this must stop. A.B., let the man make his charts. 
Uh, Mr. Chester, sir, could you please send me a ring of every golf course in the world from most to least aesthetically pleasing, but to my eye? Right, that's a good Facebook rant, but why am I reading this on the podcast? <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't this my idea. This is what happens, this is no, what no, happens no, when I don't like it. the episode. If someone else is in church. You know how this episode started? Jared emailed both and is like, when's the NBA preview? And King and I come on. We weren't even planning on doing one. And and all the, like I think he tricked us into doing this podcast so we can come on it. I don't know. I don't know what happened here. <laughs> all right, Jared, go back. Go back to your. I, I'm a Sven Jolly. I'm a Sven Jolly. <laughs> Another good sign for reference to sign us off. All right, Akiva. So I will talk to you not next week because we need two podcasts. We're sitting out next week. This counts as next week's podcast. Unless something happens. Maybe, I don't know. Like, All right, if the Timberwolves beat the maybe, Rockets, we'll come back for an emergency. Uh, maybe what if what if Trump fires Mo? And then, and then they're like, oh, Chester's all fired up. He wants to talk <laughs> politics next week. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. All right, Keith. Uh, Jared, talk to you guys. Listen, good luck on the T-Wolves. I'm going to be rooting for them hard. So uh, it's probably not going to work, but I got you back. It's not going to matter. But yeah. And thanks for bearing with me, guys. Thanks for bearing with me. It was fun. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. We don't eat until your father's at the table We don't drink until the devil's turned to dust Never once has any man I've met been able to love So if I were you, I'd have all that's of trust Two thousand years now Been in that water Two thousand years Sunk like a stone Desperately reaching for nets That the fishermen were thrown And trying to find A little bit of rope I was holding all of my secrets soft and hidden Pages were folding and there was nothing at all So if in the future I might need myself a savior I remember what was written on that wall we don't eat until your father's at the table We don't drink until the devil's turn to dust Never once has any man I've met been able to So if I were you, I'd have all its own trouble Breathless, trying to warn them for grief.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.